Ready, set, go! Hey guys, welcome back to the EV Diaries, the place where we discuss electric vehicles in small town America. I'm Ben. I'm an electrical engineer for a distribution cooperative. And if you remember a few episodes ago, I interviewed a gentleman at East Kentucky Power who is our generation and transmission provider. Basically, they generate the electricity that we sell on our distribution system. Now, that gentleman's name was Scott Drake, and if you would like, uh, I did an interview with him and got his take on EVs in small-town America. But part of what he presented was data that they collected from another engineer at East Kentucky, whose name is Bill. Bill just got a Tesla 3 over Labor Day weekend, and they did some hard number analysis to see about his efficiency and the performance of the car. He's got about 4,000 miles on it, and I know that his commute is about 45 miles one way. Come to find out that Bill is actually a member of my cooperative. His house is on our system, and part of the information that Scott presented was what the impact of that car is on our system, or the potential impact. Remember last episode, I talked about beneficial electrification and how actually owning an EV in small-town America could help keep your electric rates lower, but come to find out, there are some possible negative consequences to having an EV. To understand this, you have to understand demand, which we talked about demand in one of the early episodes, and that's how much power is required at any given moment in time. Uh, remember, we talked about kilowatt hours, which is the amount of power used over time. So basically, imagine it like this. If you have a 100-watt light bulb and you turn it on, the demand on that by that light bulb is 100 watts, or 0.1 kW. If you leave that light bulb on for an hour, then you've used 100 watt hours, or 0.1 kilowatt hours. If you leave it on 10 hours, then you've used 1 kilowatt hour. Well, come to find out that on the cooperative side of this equation, we pay an electric bill to East Kentucky Power. Well, there's this thing known as on-peak, off-peak, okay? Essentially, when everybody gets together and contributes their demand to the electric grid as a whole, East Kentucky has to generate that amount of electricity. And the way coal-fired power plants work is that they have a base load which is the absolute minimum and as peaks occur which means everything that goes above that base they have to generate more electricity or they have to buy it from someone else or they use another fuel source to help meet the peak now imagine in your own house you wake up in the morning sometime sometimes um, somewhere between, I should say, 6 and 10 o'clock. Let's just say that's, that's a peak window for us. You get up and you start your day. And as everybody prepares for their day, the amount of electricity that's needed goes up. 
everybody leaves for their offices or school or what have you, the demand drops. And then in the evening when everybody gets home and starts unwinding for their day, the peak or well, the demand goes up until everyone goes to bed and then it drops off. So we have these windows of time, like I said, somewhere between 6 and 10 in the morning, uh, anywhere from 4 p.m. to 8 p.m. in the evening, that the electric use is higher than it is other times of the day. Well, East Kentucky charges us more during those times because it costs more to generate the electricity during those times than it does to maintain the base load. And those low spots in the day, that's what makes up the base load. Well, to compensate for that, a lot of utilities have what's known as time of use rates, where they charge more per kilowatt hour during the peak and less during the off peak. Other utilities might have a residential demand where they charge you for your contribution, for your amount of the demand that goes on the system. I know that in my house, with everything on, my house draws about 35 kW. Now, at any given time, and that's with everything on, at any given moment, it's much less than that because I'm not always running the washing machine the same time that the hot water heater's on, the same time that I'm doing dishes, etc. All right. And then there's other ways that utilities deal with it is they will actually have an EV rate where they set a second meter on your charger and then they monitor that use and you pay a different rate than you do for the rest of the house. Now, why is this important to us? Well, it comes down that timing matters. Now, if Bill gets home and we're in one of those peak windows, if he plugs up his car, he's contributing whatever the draw is and for a Tesla home charger, it's going to be 10 or 12 kW. He's contributing that to our demand while he's charging. Well, we may be getting charged more for that during that window. And it's not super complicated, but I don't want to get into explanation exactly on peak, off peak, and, and what demand that they actually charge us because they take the maximum and there's different considerations, but uh, maybe we'll get into that later. Maybe not. It's not that critical to this discussion. Just know that Bill could contribute and make our peak higher, which is going to cost us more money. All right. If he charges, say, three hours later after peak, after eight o'clock in the evening, he's not contributing to that, even though the, the electricity has to be metered it's not that peak time so it's actually costing less and what we found out that if bill hits that window that is on peak that it could negatively impact our bill and we could actually lose money during that time like i said we talked about electrical or beneficial electrification but you know in this situation depending it could be off or not the bottom line of this discussion is that when you charge matters. Now, like I said, utility to utility, there's different ways that they're approaching this. Right now, if Bill charges on peak, we're just losing money. 
Uh, of course, Bill's aware of this, and he tries to plan his charging accordingly. And I know that when the time comes that I get my electric vehicle, that I will either have it programmed to start charging off-peak, or I will make an effort to go in and plug it in after I know that peak hours have passed. Anyway, if you own an EV, check your utility to see what, they, what they're actually offering. You may have a demand rate, in which case you can control it by when you charge it, uh, and that could positively impact your bill. If you have a time of use rate, you also have control over how that impacts your bill. And if you have an EV rate, then you're getting a different rate than you are on your house. Check with your utility to see what's available. I know right now, uh, without the education of knowing the on-peak, off-peak, and how that works for the cooperative, people with EVs could negatively impact the bottom line. And like we talked in the last episode, when you negatively impact the cooperative's bottom line, one of two things happen. They have to cut back on costs, which may negatively impact the service that they can provide, or they have to raise rates, which negatively impacts the lower cost of living that people in the country enjoy. So that's it for today. Just keep in mind that it matters when you charge. The EV revolution is here, so buckle up. It should be a fun ride. Thanks for listening to the EV Diaries. If you would like to leave a question or comment, email me, ben at evdiaries.com. Also, you can check me out on social media, Twitter and Instagram at evdiaries. And finally, please leave a rating on whatever podcast app you use.